joy and gladness and rest for my weary soul. Up ahead, ahead there's peace and contentment. Everybody will be happy and whole. You know that I'll be. Welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Hope you're doing good this morning. I want to thank you for taking time to join with us as we're studying God's Word together. And I hope and pray that you've been blessed and benefited as we've studied through the Gospel of St. Mark. We've entitled our study, A Journey Through Mark, and my, my, what a journey it has been thus far. Today, we're in chapter 14, and we're continuing uh, where we left off in verse number 47. I'm going to reread that verse, and if you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you this morning to open up your Bible along with me as we read from the precious pages of God's Word. Again, Mark 14 and verse number 47. As we were looking last time we were together, we looked at the thought, the drone sword. Verse number 47 of Mark 14 says, And one of them that stood by drew a sword and smote a servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. We know the story very well of what took place there when Simon Peter drew his sword, the sword that he picked up in the upper room, and carried it with him to the Garden of Gethsemane. And Peter had intention on taking uh, things into his own hands. And uh, that's the, the human way. But Jesus had a different plan. Jesus uh, told Peter to put down the sword. He healed uh, the high priest's servant, Malchus. He healed his ear and restored him whole. And then not only do we see the drawn sword, but now let's look together at the declaration of the Savior. Jesus, the Bible says, verse 48, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Are you come out as a, a thief, as against a thief, with swords and with staves to take me? Now, what a cutting question this must have been. Uh, to those who had uh, come to arrest Jesus when they came with swords and no doubt swords that were drawn. And they, they really expected a great uprising. They expected Jesus to uh, perhaps even to start a war. And so it was, there was a great host of people who came to arrest him. I imagine that there were 500 men or more that came to arrest the Lord. This great multitude of men that came with that magnitude to arrest him and his, his now 11 disciples that were with him, 
is kind of ridiculous if you think it's much overkill, uh, but the religionists wanted Jesus dead, and they didn't want him to escape them. They they were tired of, of him turning their little world upside down. They wanted Jesus put down. They wanted him put to death, and the Romans really did not want an uprising. Those who were there uh, they did not, the Jews that were in leadership did not want an uprising either. Uh, but the Romans certainly did not want an uprising of the Jews. And so we see the declaration of Jesus, though. He said unto them, are you come out as against a thief with swords and with staves to take me? Uh, Jesus questions their motives. Why is it that you have come? And why is it that you brought such a force against me? Let me interject a thought here, just saying this all together. Uh, if, uh, if they had brought the whole world and it was not Jesus' time to die, he would not have died. They could not have taken him even if they had tried because he's God and he has all power. And, and we know that. And, and in fact, I believe it's in John's gospel uh, when, when they ask him, who, who Jesus asked them, who seek you? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. And they all fell backward, his power. And so that reveals the power of Christ. And uh, they could not have taken him without him being willing and it being the plan of God. And then in verse number 49, notice in your Bible, uh, Mark 14, 49, it says, I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you took me not. And so it is every day and for the past uh, week that Jesus had been there in the temple in Jerusalem. He had been there with them day in and day out. They had observed him. They had heard him teaching there in the temple, uh, and they didn't seem to bother him there. So Jesus is questioning their motives. Why have you come now with such a great force when you had me right there in the temple? Why did you wait till now? So his great questions to them caused them to think, no doubt. And then not only we see this morning the, uh, the drone sword, the declaration of the Savior and the daily standing. But lastly, this morning, I want to draw your attention to the divine sovereignty. Verse number 49 again says, I was daily with you in the temple teaching and you took me not, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. That is one of the most intriguing statements in the Bible. We find that uh, every time that we see about the fulfillment of the scripture and Jesus here speaks how it's, it's absolutely essential that the scriptures be fulfilled. Why is that? Because the scriptures declare him and everything that Jesus did. I preached a, a series of messages not too many years ago on the steps toward Calvary. And the steps that led Jesus to Calvary were distinct steps. And they were also declared steps. And they were prophesied steps. They, they weren't by happenstance. They were by divine sovereignty. And we find the sovereignty of God is found in the scriptures because Jesus came to fulfill the scriptures, not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. 
in the Bible, there are over 300 messianic promises that deal with Jesus in particular. And I'm just going to list a few of them that I marvel at this morning. I'm not going to read the verses and reference, but I'm just going to make these statements. You might want to write them down and later go back and look up these verses for yourself uh, to see for yourself. It would be an impossibility for any man to fulfill even eight or more of these prophecies that are, are that are given hundreds of years before the birth of Christ, and it's 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 relatively absolutely impossible for a man to fulfill even eight to ten of these, much less three hundred prophecies that Jesus completely fulfilled while he was here on earth. First of all, that even considering where he was born, if you want to write that down, the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. And that's according to the book of Micah, chapter number five and verse two. And we know that it was fulfilled in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, you could read in chapter two, uh, one verses one through seven, and you find the fulfillment that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judah, Bethlehem, Ephrata. Why does the Bible clarify which one of these? In Micah, he says, but thou Bethlehem, Ephrata, uh, though thou be a little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me uh, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been told, or from whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. It declares the the deity of Christ, and Jesus is already has always been and will be forever. But yet it is explicit in the in the place where he is to be born. And it's amazing to me that uh, there was a tax, there was a census and a taxing and a, a record needed to be made. And so uh, they, are, they, they had to leave Nazareth and go to Bethlehem. And Jesus, there he was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. I marvel at that. But not only... Uh, that one, but there are many, many others. Uh, for instance, Messiah is to be preceded by a messenger. And you, you could look up Isaiah 40 and verse number three and Malachi 3, 1. And it is fulfilled in the life of John the Baptist. And you can look up in Matthew 3 and read verses one through three about John. You can read uh, in John's writing in chapter number one, he talks about John the Baptist. Luke 1, 17 speaks of John the Baptist as the preceder, the one who came uh, before Jesus. So uh, Jesus had a forerunner, if you will. And then not only that, but Messiah is to enter into Jerusalem on a donkey. I love that story. Uh, Zechariah 9, 9, there's the prophecy that's put forth and it is fulfilled. Uh, we can read about that in Luke chapter, uh, in Luke's gospel and also in Matthew chapter 21, verse 6 through 11. You can read about how Jesus rode the donkey and it's a miracle. Uh, it's miraculous how he sends uh, the two disciples 
uh, to retrieve the donkey that he's going to ride down the Mount of Olives. We've walked down that path that they say and claim that Jesus rode that day on Palm Sunday. I've walked down the, the, the Mount of Olives and I'm thankful for that. And then the Bible also, another messianic promise, if you will, is uh, that Jesus, what we're dealing with here, that he would be betrayed by a friend. And that is in Psalms 41, verse number nine, and Psalms 55, verse 12 through 14. And it is fulfilled in the very text that we're reading this day as we think about Judas Iscariot, also not only in, in Mark's gospel, but in Matthew as well. Uh, it's Matthew 26 records that in John 13 as well. And then uh, Jesus is to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. That's Zechariah chapter 11 and verse number 13. And we find in Matthew 27, verse five and seven, you can read the record of Messiah sold for 30 pieces of silver. And then the Messiah, going back to his birth, he was to be born of a virgin. And that was firmly declared in Isaiah 53, verse number seven. And so it is that we find in uh, Matthew 27, verse number 12 as well. And so I apologize for the phone call. And I guess you know who it's from now. You heard that. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, as we're looking here, uh, Messiah uh, is to come. And, and so he's prophesied. He's to be born. He's to be born of a virgin. He's to be hated without a cause. In Isaiah 49 and Psalm 69, verse 5, you can read that. Uh, and it's fulfilled in John 15. We read the record in verses 24 and 25 of how Jesus was hated without cause. Uh, he is to be crucified. He is to die by crucifixion, having his hands and his feet pierced. That's prophesied in Psalms 22, verse 16, and fulfilled in John 19 and 28. So we see there's so many others. I have several others on the list uh, to, to tell you about. And for the sake of time, we're not going to do that because we've gone long past it. But this morning, as we think of this, we must understand that Jesus came to fulfill the word of God. We have a Bible we can believe. We have texts that we can trust. I'm glad that I have God's word. Well, Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion. I'll pick up where we left off today. May God bless you is our prayer. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank
contentment Everybody will be happy and whole You know that I'm